So while designing, I think it's really important that we ask ourselves what are the wearers changing circumstances and, and how can clothes clothing help them to adapt to that, both in the physical and in an emotional sense is really important. Hello everyone, happy new year. Welcome back to the Impact Fashion Podcast. I am Chidabem and I'm so happy to be back producing the podcast. I know it's been a while between episodes and that's all down to me and the chaos caused by procrastinating. I'm not gonna pretend like I plan to be away this long, but before 2021 closes out, I wanted to share a mini series called Fashioned in Lockdown that I recorded during the summer with four fashion graduates. The series features fashion students Tin Weng, Lucy Mitchell, Anna Watson, and Lara Frank, as they share their experience of studying and creating in the pandemic and during lockdowns, and how each of them approach centering sustainability in their graduate collection. I originally planned to release episodes during Graduate Fashion Week, but as Molly from Insecure says, you plan and then some ish happens. So without further delay, here is Lara's episode. It was Lara's voice you heard at the start. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hi, Lara. Um, thank you for joining me today to kind of talk about, you know, the wonders of, of being a graduate in this world. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about what inspired you to actually want to study fashion. It's kind of always been a dream since I was about I don't know, eight to ten years old. Um, my mum has a background in, in fashion. She used to manage production. I like have quite a creative family, I'd say. So I'm from Berlin in Germany and about like in the early noughties, the whole fashion industry died down quite a bit. And the company she used to work at, they went bankrupt, but the employees, they were able to take all the materials home. So we just had like a lot of surplus materials, which I would kind of make, make clothes and accessories with from quite a young age on. You focused your collection on like sustainability and you used dead stock in, in that process. Why was it important to kind of do that? We're in the middle of a climate and ecological emergency and the fashion, tree, fashion industry is said to be responsible for about 10% of annual global carbon emissions and endless pollution, whether on land or in the seas. And even though there are more and more sustainable and ethical fashion brands out there and the high street and luxury, both of them are adopting sustainable lines. The industry is not really in any sort of meaningful phase of transformation towards sustainability. And it's actually the environmental impact is growing with the growing industry. That's why I always find it quite hard to justify producing anything new in the first place. So if I do, then it has to be done with the lowest environmental impact possible. During my studies, I've kind of continuously questioned the purpose and responsibility of fashion on a dying planet. And I've experimented with various sustainable practices such as zero waste pattern cutting, which is you pattern cut in a way that almost no fabric waste is created. I've also experimented with upcycling textiles and plastic materials. But with my graduate collection, I didn't just want to design clothes with a low environmental impact, but I also wanted to imagine ways in which clothes and fashion's communicative power can be utilized to draw attention to the climate and ecological emergency and how to bring about action through clothing, which I know is something that you've talked to uh, Bell Jacobs about, and this is something that uh, groups like Extinction Rebellion are calling for. What does sustainability actually mean in relation to the collection? 
So I considered emotional adaptation in a way that describes psychological resilience to the climate crisis, which allows us to comprehend the predicament of the climate crisis to then ignite uh, effective adaptation and mitigation measures. And within my own collection, that meant providing wearers with the ability to portray their emotions relating to the climate crisis. And that was through literal messaging, which I made, I've made this code in my collection that is waxed and you can like draw on with, with chalk. And I think this concept of emotional adaptation is so important because it helps us to prevent the implementation of more ineffective sustainability measures. So when individuals or companies or societies, they, when they have emotionally processed what the impacts of climate change mean, they can have a realistic outlook on how it will affect them. And it is easier to implement systemic measures and policies based on the full acknowledgement of facts rather than just greenwashing tools. It's kind of hard to have a conversation right now without talking about the pandemic, which we are still in. What was it like to kind of have done your whole year, your whole final year in a pandemic? What did that feel like? It was very difficult because I think when we came, well, we, I was on placement year, the year before this one. And so when the pandemic started, I was still interning and that was kind of fine <laughs> um, because I was still in, in Berlin then and it wasn't that bad, the, the first lockdown around and I was able to go back to intern quite easily. And I think the summer happened and everything opened up a bit and we were all quite ho um, hopeful that we'll be able to be back in the studio full time. And then from kind of September, so first term, first semester, we were only allowed in once a week in the studio space. I think every university kind of handled that a bit differently because they were trying to split up the years and just because of a lack of space, you'd had to uh, allocate the spaces. So obviously that was quite hard. So we, from the beginning on, we had to work from home quite a bit. I'm very lucky to have quite a large room and to live with like two friends on my course and we have a little spare room which we turned into a sewing studio. I think that was all right the first term and then because we thought the plan was that we then the final years were allowed to be back full time after Christmas and then obviously that did not happen. So that whole time in like January, February, March that was really hard because I think as fashion students and anyone in a creative industry, you really thrive with like a creative community. And even though you're not actually collaborating on anything, but you are in this space where everyone's working on something and you just have those, you can just feed back to each other quite easily. And just that environment is, is really um, motivating. So I personally felt really unmotivated in, in the beginning of the year and yeah just very worn out as well because just no stimulation around you whatsoever and then we were able to go back full-time into the studio like the beginning of March and then obviously that was just a very short time period till the end of the year so we were only able to produce two looks instead of what usually would be like a four to six look collection it on the other hand, because I, I had such a focus on modularity within my collection, I could technically make like almost a six look collection out of the two full looks I actually made just by styling it quite differently. Why was it important to actually create a modular, modular collection for you? That came out of the whole concept of adaptability and um, trying to make clothes which can 
which can be adapted to the wearer's circumstances and changing environment or changing preferences even. And um, so that was there even before the well, the second lockdown. And were there any other highlights um, of kind of, well, maybe not of the pandemic, but of, of working on the actual collection? Through the pandemic, it was quite a humbling experience because like my, my experience of, of, of working on any sort of project in first and second year is kind of you get in that mindset of like, oh, this is so important, I'm so stressed out. Uh, we worry about is your collection. And what I've realized is that maybe it's coincidence, but almost everyone within our year make very wearable clothes. So it's not too much just of a statement. I think it's all very beautiful, but it's not just like big statement pieces that you can't actually utilize. It's all very wearable clothing, which I think kind of originated a little bit out of the pandemic because it just puts things into perspective. When I, I remember when I graduated and everyone would be asking the question of, oh, what's next? So <laughs> instead of doing that and putting any kind of pressure on people, I'm asking the question of what, what are your hopes for yourself as you go into the fashion industry? It's definitely a difficult question. <laughs> I think a lot of systems which I utilise, I think I'm quite interested to try and trial that on a somewhat industry scale or to implement those sort of measures um, in communities. I think trying to focus on like a very localized circularity fashion system is kind of, I think, where I see myself going and working in, um, rather than trying to, or relying on, on big technology to implement all sorts of sustainability measures. I think something I'd be interested to, to try out, for example, trying, um, yeah, find uh, community initiatives. Is I've made this um, big chunky vest in my collection, and it's made from cut up t-shirt jersey yarn. So it's cut up t-shirts which are then kind of knotted into yarn, and it's quite simple. I bought it, um, but you could definitely make it yourself. I just did that because of time. Um, and I think something like that's quite interesting to to try to make that in on a community scale. So because there's so many surplus T-shirts which aren't able to be resold in charity shops just because they're not nice enough. And then I think that's a massive issue as well that we ship a lot of our waste overseas where it just ends up in landfill or polluting oceans. And I think trying to find ways and how that can be utilized and then be put back into the community. So you recycle locally rather than having these very long supply chains again. And I think this is, for example, one thing that is also quite easy to recycle because it's not, not a lot of technologies required to do that. The modularity as well, I think is something that could be trialed with businesses is kind of implementing made to order schemes where you just make the pieces that the customer wants at the time and then they can come back and buy the add-ons. So you could just sell a short jacket and then if they if it turns into winter, they can then buy the longer garments to make it longer pieces to make it into a coat, stuff like that. I definitely still want to work in a way as well to, to pressure industries change to 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 degrowth and cut down on production. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed Fashion in Lockdown. The plan is to do more things like this in 2022. 
so if you have any ideas or you would like to be interviewed or participate in some way then do do feel free to get in touch i am on instagram at impact fashion uk same on twitter even though i don't use that often um but do definitely get in touch and hopefully see you in 2022 for season two bye